0: Welcome to another week of the Sports Block podcast. Nathan Stackin here, and my good friend and co-host of this fine podcast, Mr. Travis Crins, is joining us. Crins, how are ya?
1: you? missed it again. At the right, we tied. He missed it again. That's
0: what right. Well, you know what? Yeah. So let's just let's start there. Um, every this was just an absolutely bananas game. Um, I, the Packers and Vikings tie 29-29, a game that featured uh, the Packers having a blocked punt for a touchdown, and an absolutely incredible comeback by Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter, a roughing the passer penalty that has everyone up in arms, but the NFL will be stubborn and not change it. It's a dumb rule, but... Uh, by now, you all should know it was Clay Matthews that hit Kirk Cousins on a pass. It uh, looked perfectly legal, but uh, the, the Tony Carrente, the official, said he essentially burped Cousins. So, you know, throwing a little extra weight into it there. The pass was intercepted, but obviously that interception was negated because of the roughing the passer penalty. And Cousins made the Packers pay for it with an absolute dime. Threaded the needle to Adam Thielen between two Packers defenders. As impressive of a throw, I think, as you could possibly have. Um, Then you have the two-point with Diggs to uh, tie the game. And, of course, then you have Mason Crosby miss a 52-yard field goal that could have potentially won it in regulation for the Packers. Uh, And then Dan Carlson proceeded to miss two kicks in overtime, and now he is on the unemployment line. For the NFL, so just so many different angles we could possibly go with this game. Uh, what stood out most to you, or where do you want to be, where do you want to start?
1: The, the the quarterback was great. That's what happened there. Yep. Quarterback was great. I the best game a Viking quarterback has played. far Yep. He just scored three touchdowns in the fourth. He scored three touchdowns in the fourth. I thought he was great.
0: Why did and, it take? Uh, why did it take three quarters though for him to actually do something?
1: His receivers were dropping the ball. That's
0: why. Well, Laquan Treadwell specifically. <laughs> You're right. I mean,
1: uh, run game's not good. Offensive lines not great. Uh, penalties, penalties, and drops, and and uh, they had to they had to get it done. Fourth quarter time was running out.
0: Pat Elf line, I think, coming back either this upcoming week they probably don't need him against the bills but um for sure in two weeks against the rams i think that would be a huge boost to the offensive line pat elf line um is a, a very good center for the vikings um you know the 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 roughing the passer penalty against the against clay matthews i assume you disagree with the call um But would you also then disagree with the Eric Kendrick's roughing the passer penalty? While that seemed more in line with the rule, neither are a penalty in my eye.
1: I like that Clay Matthews penalty more when it happened on the Vikings the first week of the year against San Francisco. Okay. It happened again. Uh, Two roughing the passer penalties that were bad. Nothing distinguishes one from the other. They, they all look the same, there's no difference. They didn't pick and lift, I don't know. This is like the catch. We went 100 years knowing what a sack was, now we don't know what a sack was. It's bad, it doesn't protect anybody. They're not going to change the way they're tackling because they shouldn't. There's, there's nothing to change. Clay Matthews didn't do anything wrong. Kendrick's didn't do anything wrong. It's, it's other again, NFL chooses the wrong decision pretty much every time.
0: Yeah, and I don't think this was something that needed to be tooled with at all. I mean, this is essentially the Aaron Rodgers rule. You, you, you can only protect quarterbacks so much, or you can only do so much before it just is like, okay, do we just want to see who can, you know, let's play seven on seven. Let's not have a pass rush or anything like that. I mean, it's it's just it's getting ridiculous, I think.
1: And people, I don't know if I said this last week, but the people who say they're going to quit watching because of this or that—I mean, they're not. They're not going to quit watching because of the roughing the passer rule. They're not going to quit watching because the helmet, the helmet rule, or the catch rule. They're just not. So, if it's a thing that happens. You know, if you uh, you have no control over it. So you just play, and if it happens, it happens. Whatever, and you keep playing.
0: Were the Vikings fortunate to get a tie in your opinion?
1: Um, they should have won. They also should have lost. Um, they outplayed Green Bay from end of the third quarter on. Green Bay outplayed them for the first three quarters. Uh, defense just would not give up a touchdown. I don't know if that was the difference. Minnesota scored four touchdowns. Green Bay's offense scored one you probably win a game when you score three more touchdowns than the other offense, but... Uh, I mean, defense gave up some stuff. They had four sacks, no turnovers, but they were playing against the great of all time. and They just would not give up a touchdown. Uh, uh, I mean, it gonna be very difficult to... Uh, they give up 22 points in five quarters. It's very difficult to score a touchdown against the defense.
0: It is, it, and I, I get that here. The first half, though, I was not really... I don't know, all that impressed by this Vikings defense for giving up the yards that they were to Aaron Rodgers, particularly on that touchdown drive. Um, Mike Zimmer, in the, his post-game press conference, complained about, you know, the he thinks that the Packers offensive tackles or the offensive line in general got away with a lot of holding penalties against his defensive line. Because it seemed like they couldn't get any pressure on Rodgers or just about no pressure on Rodgers in the first half and it was very frustrating here. Do you think it was the holding or like the, that the Packers are indeed holding and that's a legitimate complaint or is this vaunted pass rush um something that just hasn't been up to par in these first couple of games. And I get that they had four sacks yeah, on Aaron Rodgers, but I mean they really should I feel like they should be dominating perhaps a little bit more.
1: I think they did very well against San Francisco the week before. Um, I've been fine. I mean, I like the defense more than you have. I mean, they they gave up 19 points there with 30 seconds to go in the game, and Green Bay somehow gets close enough for a field goal that they should have made, that they did make, but then they had to kick it again. So, I mean, they gave up 19 points, which is three more than the week before. I mean, yeah, I'm fine if, they, yeah, they can move the ball all they want, that's fine, but once it gets to the 20s, they've shown that they're not going to give up a touchdown. And if uh, if you give up about 20 points a game, I like the Vikings to win most of those games. So if, they, if that's the worst they're going to do, give up 20 points a game, I, I'm fine with that.
0: I agree with that wholeheartedly. Against the best quarterback,
1: against the best quarterback uh,
0: in football. Yes, yep, a one-legged quarterback at that. Uh, but but why did the defense give up so many yards there at the end?
1: Because Aaron Rodgers is great. Wow. Whenever there was uh, whenever there was a safety kind of guy in coverage, he would, he would pick on them. Uh, Vikings would usually they played pretty tight man to man coverage, but there would always be one guy playing ten yards off, which we both hate, and guess yep. where the ball would go. Yeah, it's 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. Oh, no shit, that's where the ball's going to go. Yeah, uh, There was a play late. I don't know, if it was over, whatever the hell it was. It was late in the game. Uh, Eric Kendrick's blitz nearly got him. Should have got his hands up, but he didn't. Kendrick's blitz, so what did Rodgers do? Threw it right at the blitz and uh, picked up a first down. So I think they gave up a lot of yards because we talked about this on, on the chat last night. Brady's got the Super Bowls and all that. And, you know, he's the greatest of all time. As far as a pure passer, Rogers is probably the best to ever do.
0: I would agree with that. It was very the blitz though by Mackenzie Alexander in overtime was well executed. Uh, and to be fair, I don't think Rogers ever saw it not until it was too late. That's the one of the few times that I think they actually got him because I believe I heard the stat that he was nine for nine against the blitz.
1: Yeah, he, he knows when the blitz is coming, and uh, he knows where to go with the ball when that happens. I mean, that's why he's, he's great. Um, they've had Flyad Favre since, what, 92, 93. Mm hmm. Um, they Rodgers plays five more years, and that's, you know, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And it's and only they, two only of them. One, yeah, and they've only won two, and they've gotten to three and we kind of agree that that kind of maybe a little bit of a disappointment when you have those quarterbacks they have yep. been multiple times where they've been the best team in the league and haven't won it when Super Bowl Rodgers did win they were what, 10 and ten and 6 they were 16 so I think it's you know kind of like a disappointment Charlie yep. uh, compared to LeBron and Cleveland they got one uh, well yeah we got one but probably should have got a couple more well,
0: no, I I would agree with that. Uh, Dan Carlson's kicks, none of them were close.
1: Jesus Christ! I mean, I'm very disappointed they didn't go for the touchdown in overtime. They were moving the ball with ease. Those yep. last five, six drives they had, Green Bay couldn't stop them. Uh, I would—they they were at the twenty-yard line with a minute to go. I would have scored a touchdown there. Yep. I would not have let it up to that to
0: the kicker. I I agree uh wind certainly looked like it played a factor uh there was a bit of a weird wind in the Were stadium we in North
1: Carolina here I, I don't Holy know I mean,
0: yeah I mean Florence really blew up there um but I mean it's in the in the middle of the field I don't know how you can miss it that far right I, I
1: just it was, it was almost worse than Blair Walsh's kick, I agree. At least that was at a at least that was at a severe angle, it was 20 below, there was a little more pressure with that kick. He still should have made it, but at least this one, I mean, 35, I mean, that's, you can't, can't do much more. I don't know how to, close it would have needed to have gotten, I don't know if they, if a 20 yard field goal is good, because it is just so wide right, not even, it's 20 yards off. 20 to, yards off.
0: To that point regarding the, the Blair Walsh kick. Going back to that wild card game, it was his le- it was his second to last kick. He almost got it blocked because Richard Sherman came off the edge, and because dumb shit, Adrian Peterson didn't run it into the middle of the field, kind of kept uh, you know you had to go. I was it to the left hash mark, I believe that what they had to kick it from. Yep, on the left. Or, so. I, or was it the right? I can't. Either way, it was no, not. In, it was
1: the left. It was the left, and it didn't go anywhere. It went left.
0: Right. Okay. So, and that would make yep. sense because I I have to think that Blair Walsh in his mind is thinking, okay, Sherman got off the edge that fast before he could block this kick. So I need to make sure I'm not kicking it too far right so that he can block it. I need to kind of kick it away from him, and he just shanked it. I I don't know that for a fact, but that's got to be I think some of the reason. Why it it happened. With Carlson, it's in the middle of the field. I guess that's where he told Zimmer he couldn't make it from. And then he just boots it to hell and then says, oh, that last one was just a lack of confidence. Oh, no shit, Sherlock. Really? I mean, it just... I I don't get it, and I, I want the kid to succeed, but he's now out of a job, and the Vikings have perhaps the the best kicker he's the second most accurate kicker in NFL history that'd be Dan Bailey or as I called him on Twitter can Bailey because I have fat fingers and can't uh, and can't type but I mean this is a overall I guess a win for the Vikings then to get a kicker like Dan Bailey but I just I do feel bad for Carlson.
1: Don't draft kickers don't draft punters
0: don't trade up for him either.
1: Don't, don't draft them. They could have Guy Forbath. They have Dan Bailey, which is a great upgrade. Yes. Uh, he, hopefully he wasn't good last year. Hopefully he had a groin injury, I think. So hopefully that is why he only made like 75% of his kicks, which is not great. A couple of years ago he was great. The year before he wasn't quite as good. So hopefully he's healthy. Uh, and if he is, then yeah, they got the maybe, uh, second best kicker in football probably. Um, they got Carlson because he could hit from 60 yards um, my thing about it is I don't care if my kicker can hit from 60 yards Blair, Blair Walsh had an unbelievable rookie here, what, 8 kicks 8 for 8 or whatever the hell he was from
0: 50 and, 50 and beyond. beyond Yep, it
1: was it was amazing to watch but then 2 years later he was gone and those kicks were great but I would rather have the kicker that's pretty consistent from 40, 45 and in rather than somebody that oh he can hit a 60 yard kick well similar to to the to the quarterback you never really throw the ball 70 yards down the field so I don't I'm not too concerned or I really don't care if you can throw the ball 70 yards down the field all the quarterbacks they can throw it all they can throw it all 50-60 yards
0: I, yeah. I don't
1: care if you I don't care if you can kick it 60-65 yards uh unlikely we're gonna need that leg and if you can't hit from 35 I don't care if you can you, you obviously got the strengths just don't have the accuracy.
0: Uh, and you know what? I think with the addition of Bailey, I'm not saying that the Vikings are the best team in the NFL. Uh, but I this, think they are. Uh, but this a- this sure shores up a, a a question mark. I think the lone question mark then would be the offensive line. Like I say, they are getting Pat Elfheim back, so that is um, that is encouraging. But
1: Do you want his first start to come against the Rams?
0: Well, well, okay, if, so if it's not against the Rams, the week after that is the Eagles. So, I mean, yeah. would you rather have his first would you rather have his first start be against the Cardinals, I guess ideally, because the Cardinals are the second worst team in the football only behind the Buffalo Bills. Oh, who by the way, the Vikings get this week. So, um, you know, that that's very good. But I, I, I don't know. I'd I I'd rather have him at least shake off some of the rust and at least give the offense a little hope. I have, no, I have no confidence or very little confidence that the Vikings can go on the road to L.A. against that defensive front four and on the road to Philly against that defensive front four and think that they have any chance if Pat Elfline is not in the lineup. I just don't see it happening.
1: As long as the defense is good and holds them to twenty, i I'm, I'm fine with that. Right. Rams. Some Rams seem to be fine. I don't have either team making the playoffs, but the Rams seem to be good. And the Eagles. We'll see what their quarterback does, but huh. yeah, I'm fine playing anybody anywhere because the defense is, is what it is. Um, something we haven't mentioned, and something that will be forgotten, even though I think it was the I think this this was the most important play. Or two plays of the game second okay. we have yet to mention it and I don't think um, I don't think uh, none of this happens if Green Bay simply with two minutes left just runs the ball forces Minnesota to use their two timeouts but instead McCarthy or whoever decides they need to pass on second down they need to pass on third down with two minutes left uh, when they're well in field goal range. And I guess they tried to go for the touchdown to end it ended right there, would end the game. But uh, Vikings defense held them. And if they just simply run the ball, force them to, to use both of their timeouts, there's no way the Vikings uh, get the ball back once Treadwell um, causes that interception on the very next play. Mm-hmm. That happens. Vikings don't have any timeouts left. There's a minute 40 to go. And. Green Bay win, so I thought whoever made that decision to throw the ball twice, less than two minutes to go, up by five. I thought that was the two most important
0: plays of the game. Yep, I. Right. So, you know what? That's a very good point um, that you make there. Yeah, I've, and maybe they were just thinking about trying to uh, end it right there. End it right there. Yeah, um, but and you do have the best quarterback in the in the game right now so i mean that's what you're also thinking too is you know do we dare try and run it or do we just try and end it with the best quarterback i mean they do have the like say the best quarterback in the game so it is what it is vikings and packers tie at 29 i'm trying to think back to their tie a few years ago in green bay uh and what the final score was there i want to say it was something very close maybe it was 26 26 uh Get that here for you. But this is the first
1: 20, Yeah, twenty two, twenty two, something I don't know. Uh
0: yeah. this is the first time since nineteen seventy one that uh both okay. or that there have been ties in back to back weeks to open the regular season. The in nineteen seventy one they didn't have overtime. So I hate this overtime rule about the ten minutes, I think fifteen was fine, because I. Ten minutes to me, I get it. You you want to you want to do it for player safety, but, I feel like it's some it, it changes the way you might run, uh or. Perform a drive. You know what I mean.
1: Green Bay got the ball once. Which is good. So yep. Which was fine. Actually, when Vikings got the ball, with about four four something left. Whatever happened, it was they absolutely. Green Bay cannot get this ball back. I don't care what happens. Green Bay absolutely cannot touch the ball again, and they did not. So uh, that was that was well executed. It was 26
0: It was. Yep. Yep. I was just looking at that, and that was Matt Flynn. I mean, that's a that's the other frustrating part is that the Vikings, the two ties with Green Bay are against a, a hobbled Aaron Rodgers and a Matt Flynn. I mean, this, this these are not. Packers teams that are up to full strength it would seem to me then that that would be that those would be games that the Vikings should have won um, but that being what just
1: it, let them just let him play get a winner i it's i'm okay I with a tie i i, I have I'm
0: no not. i have no problem with ties
1: i do play this isn't soccer let a, get a winner here get a winner
0: i think if it becomes... Uh, I mean, it's not deciding a championship, though.
1: could. It could be the difference between a one seat and a five seat.
0: Could, but I mean, that, that it's not... Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from here. I, I'm i okay with it. If it becomes where we get a tie or two a week, then, yes, that then it might have to be revisited. But, um... As is, I'm okay with it, and the Vikings do escape with a tie. They are one zero and one, like the Packers, and uh, you know they have a. It's just good that they got a tie and didn't get a loss. That's pretty much the best thing that we can say at this point. We mentioned Daniel Carlson's kicking struggles. He didn't even have the worst day of for kickers.
1: I think he did. But the other guy's at least got his job still.
0: Nope, nope. Zane Gonzalez does not have his job.
1: No, no, no. Well, I was, I was going to say, Treadwell uh, they're not, doesn't look like they're going to cut him. I'd be fine if they did. Um,
0: I would, too, but his like, contract is fully guaranteed already for this year, so why not keep him that's, on?
1: That's fine. He's worthless.
0: They're going to get rid of him anyway. In the offseason,
1: yeah. Because, yeah it, it sucks for him because it seems like Cousins like some is has given him a chance. They got rid of uh, Jarius Wright. He's you know, your new number three receiver, and he had a touchdown. His first touchdown in what three, four years? That's terrible. And I mean, just Troy Williamson it is what he is what he became. So um, call call somebody else up. Zilstra, uh, BB's kid. Somebody not win a key. Get somebody else in there because uh, we're not screwing around anymore. They, he had. He's had many chances. This is what year four.
0: Yeah, uh, three. Year three. Year three.
1: I mean, we're we're, we're done with Mister Treadwell. At
0: least. So, at least Jake would be able to catch passes.
1: I would hope so. I mean, goddamn, he called, He almost cost him the game.
0: He did. Yep. Zilstra is on the active roster, so maybe yeah, he will him, see. Get him in there.
1: That, that tool, the pooling, He dropped the pass. Get him out of there. Uh. Get somebody that can catch the goddamn ball. I'm pretty sure this D B kid can catch the goddamn ball. Yep. I'd be in favor of him replacing Treadwell on this roster.
0: Uh, as I mentioned, though, uh, Carlson didn't have the worst day kicking. That would go to Zane Gonzalez of the Cleveland Browns, who botched the Browns' victory. And there's no other way to put it, because he left eight points on the board, two missed field goals, and two extra points. And what's worse about that, why Why I think this is far worse, and I will say this over and over again, outdoors can, things can happen. Wind, winds can come up. It just affect the kicking game. If you're kicking indoors like Zane Gonzalez was uh, for the Browns, but they played the Saints in the Louisiana Superdome, or the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, just you, there's no excuse to miss multiple kicks like that. There, there just isn't. I can excuse one, no more than two. Uh, it, it's just ridiculous. He cost the Browns the game, and as a result he's out of a job as of today uh greg joseph a rookie kicker so it's not like the browns got an upgrade they tried to reach out to bailey and bailey's like no i'm gonna wait for the right fit that right fit being minnesota um they brought in blair walsh for a tryout and now they're going with a rookie so i i don't know how much of an upgrade this is for the browns uh it certainly cost them a win. That Bud Light is going to continue to be on hold for another 4 days cuz I think they will beat the Jets this week here on Thursday night football. Uh this is a, at least a competent team. This Browns team, they're competing, they're working hard. They just seem to be cursed. And uh like the I think the Vikings are sending them their kicking woes cuz this 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 was just atrocious on Sunday.
1: Don't draft a kicker. Because there are numerous kickers out there, and this is what they did here. This guy probably was good, Then he wasn't. Don't draft kickers, because they can go to shit real quick. It's a waste of time.
0: So the Browns remain all 1-1. One one. Uh, finally, the other NFL nugget, uh, Vontae Davis, former Colt safety, uh, is currently on the Buffalo Bills, or was on the Buffalo Bills. He abruptly retired at halftime yesterday, just uh, took himself out of the game in the second quarter. Told the coaching staff, hey guys, I'm done. I quit. And walked out of the, you know, undressed. Walked out of the stadium. Uh, An unheard of example here. Just a terrible lack of uh, sportsmanship or, you know, support for your teammates and stuff. This makes him look absolutely terrible. Um, I get it. I might not want to play another half or another game for the Buffalo Bills with how terrible they are. But, I mean... For a guy like Vontae Davis, who's had a pretty decent NFL career, uh, this was really beneath him and just a, a shitty thing to do.
1: I thought this was great. Of this course he did. so great. Did. Uh, who, who's Buffalo beating this year? Who are
0: they beating? No one. They aren't going to beat anyone. Well, they'll beat a couple of teams.
1: They've got the Dolphins at the end of the year. Charlie doesn't like that up in Buffalo. Yep. They've got uh, Tennessee. They've got Detroit. They got—I mean, it's yeah. Quarterbacks bad. Defense terrible. Players quitting at halftime. I think it's—I think it's great. They—I mean, they Tyrod Taylor. They shit on him. He goes to Cleveland. All of a sudden, their competitive should be two and zero. So, what a, what a poorly run group of men that is.
0: Right. That's a Skip Bayless-esque take, though, to say that it was okay for Vontae Davis to. uh
1: Would you want to play for Buffalo? Buffalo's become the new Browns. Well, I wouldn't want to play
0: for him, but I'm not going to quit at halftime. I mean, maybe I could rethink my career choices at the end of the game. I'm not going to quit on him during the game.
1: I think Buffalo quit last week when they started the season with Josh Allen. Well,
0: that's fair as well. When they started Nathan Peterman, that was the beginning of the end.
1: If those are your two quarterbacks and you get rid of Tyrod Taylor, first quarterback, in almost twenty years to lead you to the Super Bowl, uh, you 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 get rid of AJ McCarron, who by all accounts is better than these two jokers. Yep, you trade him for some reason to Oakland. I would say they quit already. They are they are not fielding their most competitive team. No,
0: that, agreed, agreed. And it, I mean they have no offensive line of which to speak of. I mean, they, in all honesty, uh, you did you see what the opening line is for uh, Vikings Bills this next week? Or Bills Vikings, I Six, should say. 16 and a half points. Yup. And I wonder what that gets bumped up to now with B- uh, Dan Bailey uh, joining I the Vikings. Think
1: it'll say it'll say, I
0: think it'll
1: say it. I, 17 is kind of the key number. I, gotta, I don't think it's it going any higher.
0: LaShawn Le- McCoy has some uh, ri- like rib cartilage tears or something like that. He is expected to play, but honestly. The Vikings should blow this team out. If they give up more than 10 points, I'm going to be uh, very upset. They cannot give up a touchdown to this team.
1: There's really no reason to give them more than 10 points.
0: I think this is going to be like the Bengals game last year where the Vikings just blow the doors off of them early on and then they're pitching a shutout and the Bengals score a late touchdown. I think that's what's going to happen. Or like against the
1: Ravens. I hope it's not like the... Bears game at the end of the year where they just kinda of messed around with them, ended up winning by whatever it was a couple touchdowns. Yep. They got like a punt return. And it was like, I don't know, whatever the hell the score was. Twenty seven to thirteen or twenty seven to ten. Yep. Yeah, I mean this by all means should be thirty five to
0: three. Yep. Yep, no no doubt. So I hope it's a I hope it's a blowout and I do not care if it's a blowout. Uh, the vikings it's so interesting that the vikings next two home games are against the worst teams in football buffalo and arizona and arizona is terrible they didn't even cross midfield until the final play of sunday's game against the rams they had 100 and what 37 yards of total offense and like nine first out. It's just it's just terrible that the football that's being played right now in the desert and along the shores of lake erie um I I would I really wish the AFC East was playing the NFC West this year. Um unfortunately though that is not the case cuz I'd love to see these two shitty teams play against one another.
1: Very much like playing the quarterback next week and I'll very much like playing the uh, playing the running backs here in a month if he's still on the team. I very much look forward to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's your uh, NFL take. I'll I'll have a full. Well, I'll recap the games and uh, react to them and make some picks at the end of the podcast, per usual, here on, uh, uh, you know, during the NFL Sports season here play. on this Sports Block podcast.
1: Yeah. New um, England traded for the best receiver and then in the NFL, so I think that's a good move to give a good prompt pick for the best receiver. This
0: is such a this is such a crazy story. Uh, Josh Gordon injured his hamstring at a promotional event that the Browns said was not theirs. It was not a team-sponsored event. Uh, he was acting weird, I guess, on Saturday. And they're like, nope, we're going to cut you. Uh, something's not right here. And then you have 8 to 10 teams, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, asking, you know, begging, essentially, for, for Josh Gordon and you know, for the Browns to trade him. And uh, he wanted to go to either Dallas or San Francisco. And he goes to New England instead. Uh, so, yeah, this is another uh, risk that Bill Belichick is going for and uh, we'll see if it works out.
1: Fifth on I mean, the NFL trades are dumb. Fifth round pick, I, I think he's playing this week, so I don't know what injury the Browns think he had. I don't know what drug or alcohol problems they think he still has. doesn't appear to have those problems if he's playing this week. So, I, I don't know what this this does not seem like we know all the facts with this story.
0: If it doesn't work out here for Gordon in New England, it won't work out for him anywhere. But I will I, I did see this on uh online that uh or somewhere report that we all think of the Randy Moss trade that Bill Belichick made. But he also signed Chad Ochocinco and Albert Hainsworth, and those did not work out. So this is by no means a guaranteed, you know, that Josh Gordon is going to succeed in New England, but it at least gives uh, Tom Brady a an absolutely dynamic weapon on the outside.
1: My only question is if he's healthy. If he's healthy, I think he'll be great. So.
0: Yeah, it, but that's, again, if he can stay
1: and he appears to be healthy, he so, appears to be fine. I mean I don't know this hamstring, I don't know where this comes from. If you play this week, then I, I just don't understand that.
0: Yeah, I d I I don't either. I it's it's such a it's a weird story, it's it's so Cleveland Brown uh esque. Um Yeah. I, There's
1: a set where like the average the I think it was the average quarterback rating, or the or the total sum, some, some number like that. This week was like 105. Aaron Rodgers' career rating is 103. So everybody was playing like Aaron Rodgers this week. Well,
0: so that's and, because of uh, the roughing the penalty or the roughing the passer penalty. Uh, they can they can uh, afford the to yeah. put up some better numbers.
1: I don't know if anybody's talking about that, but the quarterback play, I mean, Fitzpatrick, you had what he did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You had Cousins, and Rogers.
0: Yeah, how about Mahomes? I mean, is... Mahomes
1: was the greatest quarterback alive. Mahomes, like had... Blake, Blake Bottles had the career uh, game yes. of his life. How stunned All were you
0: about had... that? How stunned were you that Bortles threw, what, four touchdowns against the Patriots?
1: I'm stunned when he does anything good. <laughs> uh, just... I'm stunned when he. Uh, gets out of bed
0: in the morning doesn't choke on his own spit so, yeah. uh does Pat Mahomes make you want to watch Chiefs games or the NFL anymore not really but he
1: does well
0: yeah six touchdowns against the Steelers uh and the chiefs are two and0 with both wins on the road so um get on board the Mahomes train uh I'm gonna start him in fantasy pretty much here going wow. forward uh in all my leagues so Who do you have I have Matt Ryan and Pat Mahomes.
1: Yeah. So... Somebody in our league has Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers.
0: Uh, that would be my stepdad.
1: And he started, uh, the one that I know?
0: Yeah, but, um, yes? Chiefs fan? What?
1: Chiefs fan?
0: No, 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 that's my that's father-in-law.
1: You. Okay, that's right. Um... um yeah, Korea. he's got, uh, well, he's got, um, and he said Kirk Cousins, that was the right move, so. Yep. Which, coming, mean, you know, they know for sure if he's going to play,
0: so. Yep, smart move, and it, yeah, it certainly pan, played out, or uh, panned out well, that decision, so lots of NFL talk there. We do have college football to get into. Um, I did, unfortunately was not able to make the chat on Sunday night, but um, how distraught is Charlie that Nebraska is off to a 0-2 start. He can't be thrilled, and he has to be at least mildly shocked that uh, that Nebraska has lost their first two games to teams that they have no business losing
1: to. Well, I mean, they, they were starting quarterbacks hurt, so that's think, the big thing there. So, Troy's a good team. You like to win that one if you pay him a million dollars. But uh, people say that if they would have played Akron that first week and it doesn't get rained out, they'd be okay. I don't buy that at all. Charlie thinks that if they would have played Akron, and they would have beat Colorado. He still doesn't think they would have beat Troy because their quarterback is out and they're playing out. Was it a walk-on freshman or somebody that shouldn't be playing, though?
0: Hey, Minnesota has a walk-on <laughs> freshman, and he's 3-0. Well,
1: yeah, because they're playing, you know. They've, Fresno
0: State. If they've played Fresno State, who beat UCLA, and Chip Kelly's now 0-3 at UCLA. Yeah.
1: Uh, bull bound or not, uh, no bull for UCLA this year. So that's, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I would agree with that. You have a, uh, the father of one of the UCLA quarterbacks uh, saying that no one's holding the Chip Kelly accountable. It's, just, it's already gone south in a hurry there for Chip Kelly. I'm stunned that they're 0-3. Yeah, I think it's rather embarrassing. But is it more embarrassing than Florida State going up to Syracuse and getting the doors blown off of a, by Syracuse of all teams? Syracuse, crins. How the hell does that happen?
1: You can lose two in which you got to score more than what, 10 points. That defense isn't very good. It's
0: you have DeAndre line, Francois, who's a pretty darn good quarterback, or at least so we thought.
1: He's fine. Offensive line is bad. They can't block anybody. Yeah, this is a bad team.
0: Bad, bad team. I mean, does Willie Taggart survive? Yes. Okay. I, it, I I would hope so, but you just... Sometimes... He's not a
1: kicker. They only... They want to get rid of him. They have to pay him almost $30 million, so...
0: They should not do that. Uh, ESPN.com, if you go there, uh, under the college football headings, they have South Dakota State as a, he, a top headline. South Dakota State coach uh, apologizes for running up score because South Dakota State put up 90 points on Arkansas Pine Bluff, and head uh, football coach John Stiegelmaier says he regrets uh, not you know taking the gas off or the pedal you know not taking the the foot off the pedal a little uh, earlier. Uh, should have slowed his team down taking out all passing plays he uh he apologized to Arkansas Pine Bluff's head coach right after the game they put up 926 yards of total offense here uh Taryn Christian was absolutely stellar I you put your backups in right away in the second half I mean I get it you don't want I mean it's embarrassing for Arkansas Pine Bluff to lose 90 to six. But I'm not, I don't know, I, I guess I'm okay if you have your backups at least throwing some passes to begin the third quarter.
1: Nothing more they could have done unless you just want to take a knee and make a mockery of the game. Right. And quit playing the game. If he feels this strongly about it, there should maybe be a rule where if you score 70 points and you're up by a certain amount, they just call the game like they do in high school. Mm-hmm. And this isn't high school, this is fairly big time college football, millions of dollars played here. He has nothing to be ashamed about. We we know him, that's who he is, but you no, know, I would say he's wrong here. There's nothing you can do when you have walk ons I mean it's it's not his fault. He can't do anything if the other team refuses to tackle, if the other team refuses to play, if the other team refuses uh, to I mean they quits. There's no other way you can give up ninety points in a football game unless you quit playing. If you play, you're not going to give up 90 uh, Marcus Traxer wrote a little thing that's going to come out in a couple of days. And um,
0: is this going to be in the Mitchell Daily Republic?
1: It'll be in the Mitchell paper, yes. About this, and it's uh, he, you know, pulling the pulling the foot off the gas and all that. I mean, you couldn't if you play if you pull your foot off the gas anymore, your car is going to stall. For Christ's sake, you're going to go backwards. They, they, they ran 57 plays. Yeah. They, 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 they didn't go nuts. Uh, they, they averaged last year 68-80 plays a game. They were 12 plays under their average from last year. It was the fewest plays STUC has run in a win since they beat Villanova in the playoffs two years ago. 21 plays were passes, 19 were for completions. They did not throw the ball over all the, over the place. They threw 13 fewer passes per game uh, than they did last year. The, he didn't do anything wrong. The other team, if anybody wants to be upset, they should be, uh, the shit that Pine Bluff brought up here, it's an embarrassment.
0: Yeah, and, and we know uh, head coach John Stiglmeyer, we know his character, you know, talking with him several times. You know, when, we, when we had him on, when we did the the radio show down in Brookings there at KSDJ, uh, this isn't something. I mean, this this isn't in his character to you know intentionally run up scores. Um, you know, if he wants to call some different plays, sure, that's fine. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, you're right. If it, it's not his fault that they're scoring, you know, you know, fifty-seven, sixty-yard pass plays. Like that, I mean, that's not their fault for for Arkansas Pine Bluff not having correct coverages, not tackling, or not having the right personnel. And maybe if you don't want to do this, then don't don't bring up a swag school. I don't know what else you could do, but I I get it from the standpoint that maybe maybe he just says oh, I'm just going to call running plays here in the second half. But as you mentioned, they only had 21 pass plays, so. I don't know. Yeah, wh- what? What more do you want to do? And th- again, he put in his backups.
1: You got kids that'll never play again this year. This is their one chance to play all year long. They're ne- they're never going to play again. Right. This season. Give them the opportunity to play. Don't take that opportunity away from them. All the work they're going to put in. All the work they've already put in for the last couple of months. Don't take that away from them because the other team is uninterested. Playing competitively. That's not your problem. So let the walk ons never play. This is their one chance all season to play. Let us play. They're not throwing the ball 70 yards down the field. They're throwing it 5, 10 yards. And then they're running the other, the other 60 because why? Because the other team quit. That's why. So don't, you know, don't, I mean, what are they, if they can't, they couldn't do anything else. They're down to their bare minimum. They're down to their third string walk on. I mean, you can't do
0: anything else. I, it's, I just hate it because it makes SDSU look a little bad. I think m- more so, yeah, well, people are looking at it like, holy shit, SDSU just put up 90 points on Arkansas Pine Bluff. Like, dang, that's really impressive. And then you get into it more like, well, oh, why didn't they? Then maybe you know, you're going to get those outside perspectives that say, well, why didn't they, you know, that's excessive, that's piling it on, why didn't they do stuff? So it, it, it makes it look bad in that regard. So I think you, you will have people that are really impressed that they scored 90, and those that will say, well, you should have tried a little less hard. I just think it makes SDSU look a li- little worse in the grand scheme of things, even though it shouldn't, but that's going to be the public perception.
1: It shows me who the dumb people are. Those yeah. who criticize this because they they didn't watch the game, they they have no context. That's what Marcus's column is about: adding context to this because the Associated Press picked up on it, and that's how ESPN just printed their article. Right. There's there's no context. You saw they scored ninety points. Well, what happened? They said it. We've had context. They didn't pass the ball down the field, and they put in their walk on. So, I mean, that's very important. You see that, and you say, "Oh, poor sportsmanship." than if you actually know what happened in the actual game. Obviously, people are just stupid uh, to to realize that and to actually do, I don't know, 10 seconds of research to look at, oh wow, they they, they threw the ball 25 times. They ran 57 plays, which is well below their average. Uh, People are too stupid and lazy to do that, so people like Marcus have to point that out for them. And uh, will it change their mind? No, because they're stupid. Um, that was, that's what makes them dumb. So, and that's good
0: journalism on uh, on the part of Marcus there. Journalism
1: on the part of me calling people idiots.
0: Well, that's so. in you as well, yes.
1: Um, yes there have been, there's been many situations, as you know, where we prevent uh, present the facts to somebody, the undisputable facts, and they still don't care. So,
0: Out, uh, was this game on Midco? Yes. Okay, so. There is some sort of, then if you look at the game a little bit more, you would understand then, you know, because outside of, I was going to say if it's outside of the 14,526 people that were at the game, then you might be like, well, okay, this seems odd. But if you, it was on TV. So there are multiple people who can see what is going on here in this game. And so it's.
1: that comment didn't see the game have no
0: interest in watching the game or seeing anything.
1: Yeah. So, I mean,
0: no yeah. Like I, said, I was I was camping this weekend, um, so I didn't have a, a, a great deal of perspective on it, but I was following along. And I was like, holy cow, this is big. And then I hear, you know, uh, I think it was the first I got wind of this was Matt Zimmer uh, tweeted out that Stiglmeier said, you know, he, he was contrite after the game. Uh, and I was like okay so okay the big deal now and now you see something on ESPN it's like okay is is there more to this than meets the eye and you have obviously right and no doubt about it so uh, Sdsu on the bye this week hopefully they saved some points for their game against North Dakota State in the Dakota marker game in a couple of weeks in Fargo um but Taryn Christian looks great yep yeah, yep
1: yeah. maybe' They get to play the best team in the country,
0: and their starters have played six quarters, so that's luck. Yeah, and uh, hey, Taryn Christian looks great. Uh, Kate Johnson looks phenomenal, so I I like SDSU's chances. I still think North Dakota State's going to win because they're just strong all over. But I even remember too, uh, North Dakota State last year I think beat Mississippi Valley State something like seventy to three. So it's not like NDsu is all you know mighty either. So you know, what,
1: wait, would Stig have been happy if they only scored seventy six? I mean, would that have been fine? Like what, once, once you get once the score at halftime was what forty nine to six. Yeah. I think we've kind of made a mockery of the game already. Does it matter if you win by eighty four or sixty five? I mean. Once you get to a point, it really doesn't matter anymore. Uh, Cal. But again, if this, is, if this is such a concern, then maybe we should treat college like high school and have a running clock. And if you're ahead by 50 after three quarters, we should probably call the game. Uh,
0: just for some perspective, NDSU played Cal Poly this year in their season opener 149 to 3. Um,. They they won forty nine to three not one hundred forty nine points scored uh, last year season opener against Mississippi Valley State they beat them seventy two to seven and they probably would have scored more except that NDSU runs the ball a lot so that they're gonna you know take the clock out then they beat Robert Morris fifty six to nothing uh, I don't know I didn't hear about any complaints there about running up the score you know with it seventy two to seven uh let's see anything
1: teams are criticized for not beating the teams they should uh losing to fcs teams losing to troy like nebraska did all this stuff we criticize them for that now people want to criticize them for beating them too much so you can't lose to them because you're paying them and sure as hell can't put up 90 and beat them by 12 touchdowns you can't do that so go, go in the middle, win by like 45 points, only score like 50, 56. Don't be too good, but then don't lose to them. And you just, 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 just beat them, send them back, and go on to next. Yeah.
0: It, it doesn't make sense. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, elsewhere, college football, uh, LSU big win at Auburn, 22-21. Uh, did you watch this game? What, did, uh, what were you most impressed by? Or impressed with?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean LSU defense really good early on, and uh, Albert gave up an eleven point lead late. I don't think the LSU quarterback is very good, but he uh, but they're winning, so they're going to look at him and think he's doing a really good job.
0: He's an Ohio State transfer
1: um, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's the guy. I think it was six of nine on third down. So when they need him, he's been very, very good. So I'll give him that. He's much better than what they've had in recent years. I wouldn't call him good, but when he does something, it's in a big spot. So that's, I guess if you're going to do something, do it on third down.
0: Uh, Ohio State with the win against TCU. They got uh, defensive and special teams touchdowns that kind of doomed uh, TCU in this one, so that wasn't great. Uh, Alabama wins sixty-two to seven at Ole Miss. They give up a touchdown right away to Ole Miss, and then score sixty-two straight. Um, it just in 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 seeing that Auburn loses to LSU at home, um, it, 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 and just seeing what Alabama does, it just confirms. The already preconceived notion that no team in the SEC, maybe apart from Georgia, can even compete with Alabama. I mean, they are toying with teams here, and Ole Miss just got embarrassed. I
1: want to see what LSU's defense can do against Alabama. I that defense. That defense is very good.
0: It is, but can the offense? Can the LSU offense keep up with? Uh, That's
1: why the defense, the defense has to shut them down. Okay. Defense has to shut them down. Okay.
0: Well, I look forward to our uh, 7 p.m. kickoff for that game. Here, it's. A, I mean, it
1: should be you know probably number one versus number three or four. I mean, it's, it should be you know the, the the normal game we're used to.
0: Yep. And what's oh, it? Six straight years now that Alabama's beat LSU. Seven. Seven? Yeah. Yeah.
1: 20, yeah, twenty eleven was the last one, and we you know all that went.
0: Um other items of
1: TCU TCU Iowa State was probably the best game to watch. A lot of big plays in that game. Ohio State's fortunate that they did score those other touchdowns.
0: So Wisconsin gets upset by BYU. That is no good. Uh USC looks terrible against Texas. Fortunately for Schottenkirk, Arizona State, San Diego State, that was a dandy of a game. Uh and then I don't know how the hell this happens, but Kansas beats Rutgers by yeah, yeah. 41. Kansas, I repeat, so you just so people who are maybe listening in their cars aren't like driving off of the road. This is indeed real, people. Kansas beat Rutgers by 41 in football. Um what?
1: Syracuse-Florida State game was what people thought Rutgers-Kansas was going to be just a a dog shit of a game. But Rutgers-Kansas, at least somebody did something. Kansas did something. So at least it was watchable there. So that was good. Syracuse-Florida State was garbage.
0: Yep. Uh Akron beats Northwestern, so the Big 10 had a very bad day apart from Ohio State's win and Minnesota's win, a 20 a convincing 26 to 3 win over Miami of Ohio. So did you
1: say the last time Akron beat a Big 10 school?
0: Um I I feel like I did, but can uh please uh advise us. Hey, take a guess. Stat. Take a
1: guess at what year in our Lord this was for God's sake. 1937. 1894
0: well that was you know what I was a lot closer than I thought I'd be
1: or as Charlie put it 18 years before the Titanic or whatever the hell the deal was <laughs> I mean Jesus Christ I, they, I don't think they were even called Akron then I think they be Ohio State they were called something else they sure as they weren't called Akron 125 years ago
0: uh, Boise State loses to Oklahoma State badly that's not good for the Broncos uh, any other college football takeaways
1: Iowa State, was pretty good. Iowa State stayed with them the entire way. So, good competitive game there. Uh, Kyler Murray would be my Heisman pick. I think he's going to win the Heisman going forward. He's he's pretty exciting. Um, Ohio State's quarterback, he should be in that mix too. But right now, I would say Kyler Murray for Heisman.
0: Is two uh, in the mix?
1: Who? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a killer of Christ, he's gonna have a difficult game playing a playing a full game here. Yeah, just because of hurts and because of the score. So yeah, yeah, I mean he's the best quarterback by far that they've had in this run of the past ten years. But I just don't think he'll
0: be uh, he'll play enough. Let's go to the baseball here. though oh, are there are the games of note this week in college football? You have Stanford at Oregon. That's where College Game Day will be. Uh, trying to think of, or. Trying to look up here. Any other big games of note this week?
1: Nebraska, Michigan looked a whole hell of a lot better a few weeks ago. Yep. And, uh,
0: and you've taken I Michigan get- in the uh, college uh, football pick 'em. So that's smart. You also took Hawaii. I was hoping that Hawaii would slide to me.
1: Also, I think Indiana beats Michigan State. Okay. And I think Wake Forest is going to be Notre Dame. Because Notre Dame has looked... They've looked bad. I mean, they, they could have lost any of these games here. Mm-hmm. They've looked, they have not looked impressive. For much stretch of time.
0: Boston College, all of a sudden, Boston College is a team you got to keep an eye on. They're ranked. A.J. So. Dillon is very good.
1: Somehow your Vitek squad has got to go to Old Dominion. Yeah. Uh, TCU at Texas interested in that one and uh, see if Kentucky can knock off Mississippi State at all Kentucky can they go to
0: 4-0 that would be uh, amazing wouldn't it yeah. and Oklahoma
1: State they got Texas Tech so is Oklahoma State going to do their usual 10-2 and good enough but can't beat Oklahoma and can't beat TCU or one other team and Wisconsin Iowa for the love of Christ don't watch that please
0: Uh, I won't. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky. By the way, two interceptions so far in the Bears uh, Seahawks game. He had one option read where he tried to go outside and should have bounced it inside. Would have easily picked up a first down. Said didn't get it. Yeah, he sucks. So uh, I wouldn't
1: turn him to watch your kid for an hour or so. Uh, like, he, probably, he probably dropped him he wouldn't know what to do don't trust Frank to do anything wow, I mean, with he's, anybody
0: he's only had like what 12 starts in his career so I mean it, he's probably only been around kids for 12 You know. Who,
1: who could have ever known that a bad quarterback would also be bad when the competition is uh, is much tougher Amazing. who would have known Josh Allen could be terrible Christian Ponder who would have known that a bad quarterback would also be bad uh, when, when things get tougher if, if you're not doing good at the pro level, you shouldn't probably click it up to all map because you're gonna do worse.
0: So it's amazing, no doubt about it. Um, the uh, let's go to the baseball now. Two weeks left in that the regular. Se- two weeks left in the regular season. The NL West remains. Uh, Very intriguing. The Diamondbacks have fallen off a cliff for all intents and purposes. They're four and a half back as of the recording of this podcast. The Rockies hold a half-game lead on the Dodgers. The Dodgers took three out of four from St. Louis this weekend. This past week, it was very impressive. Uh, So that's big for the Dodgers. Do you see them ultimately completing it? And I'm sure we'll revisit this next week. But do you see them uh, finishing this off and uh, winning the NL
1: West? Probably they've got the Rockies tonight, so this is a big series. It's getting close. And I think I think Milwaukee's kinda wrapped up that wild card. Yep. So they can still win the division. I don't think they will yet they've wrapped up the wild card, I think. So it's gonna come down to uh, I think the Rockies and the Cardinals for the last spot. I'm sure we would all want to see the Rockies in there, but I don't know if that's gonna happen.
0: Two-and-a-half game lead for the uh, Cubs over the Brewers in the NL Central, right?
1: And then both of them kind of have easy schedule. They don't play really anybody. All that impressive were over five hundred. so Cubs win your 95 games and win that division and await the wild card winner. I hope it's Milwaukee, Colorado. Um, nobody wants to watch the Cardinals.
0: Nope, I would agree. Baseball's best fans. Shout out for another year. Rats!
1: I would like I would like the Rockies to win the division. I would like to see Braves Rockies in the first round, but it hell no, doesn't appear to be happening.
0: That would be entertaining. Hopefully, hopefully we get it. Uh, maybe the Dodgers could ship the bet a little bit here over the final I couple weeks. It. I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that. Cutting of close. Uh, so that's that. Uh, like I say, I, I wish the Diamondbacks would come back. I don't know what the hell happened to them, but. Um, not good there in the desert. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, another stellar outing against the Boston Red Sox, ultimately factored in no decision. His ERA is 1.78. Is he yep. going to get either the Cy Young or the MVP?
1: He won't get the MVP. He'll, I mean, he'll get the Cy Young. I mean, there's no argument to say, oh, sure. There's a, I mean, his ERA is, what, over a half run better? When, when it's that far, like that far big of a margin. But
0: Scherzer has more strikeouts and more victories.
1: Just the wins don't mean anything. I can not imagine the strikeouts are that big of a difference. 20 or 30 strikeouts between them.
0: Is it is it's I feel like it's unfortunate that this sort of effort that DeGrom is doing um and he, that this this sort of season that he's putting together I feel like it's going to get lost in the fray, in large part because the Mets are irrelevant and they suck. Uh, but what he's doing is absolutely incredible. Is this something we're going to remember years down the road, what DeGrom uh, so. did?
1: Well, you, you'll remember it because he won't have any wins. That's what you'll remember it for.
0: Because it's so obscure.
1: You know, yeah, it is. It's never happened where somebody's ERA has been this slow and they haven't won at least 10 games. Uh, I saw a clip of Michael Wilbon saying that he should not win it because of the win. And it's like, if we have not moved past how irrelevant the pitching win is, I mean, that's, I feel like that's slavery talk for me. Well, I mean, the they,
0: think about that on the NFL side, too. I mean, especially for quarterbacks. It's all about the rings and everything, not the not the wins.
1: Well, I would say it, you know.
0: The wins count, too, I yeah. guess.
1: But, but, but wins. I mean, there's so many more factors with with baseball. It's, I mean, you can just look at him mean Degrom's the example of all these great starts and he never wins because they can't score. So yeah, his ERA is as low as any ERA's been in a long, long time, and he only has like 25 fewer strikeouts than Scherzer. Um, so yeah, he's all the other races. I don't know who's going to win. He's by far. I mean, that's that's one race we can put to bed already. He won this one a couple
0: weeks ago. Okay. Any other baseball notes here? Of course, we'll be talking a lot more baseball once postseason and the, the hunt for October uh, or October playoff baseball actually begins. But any other thoughts right now uh, from last week or what you're looking forward to this week?
1: I don't want Javier Baez to win the uh, MVP,
0: the NL MVP uh, for the Chicago Cubs.
1: I don't want him to win it. I don't think he's the best player. If I had to vote now, I would vote for Christian Yelich for the Brewers. Mm -hmm. Um, He'd be my MVP vote right now. Um, It's very close between Betts and Trout. And uh, again, I don't care about the team's success because I don't think it has anything to do with the MVP. If the Angels are not bad because of Trout.
0: Right. They're bad because you know? of everything around him.
1: Yeah, it, it's not his fault that he's going to be putting up his best season, but they're still under five hundred. And Mookie Betts has been, this has been the rare year where somebody has gone toe-to-toe with Trout, and they both missed uh, like 20 games or so, so that evens the playing field. And so though one of those guys should be one, too then AL Cy Young is, is whoever.
0: So. Is J.D. Martinez yeah. even in that discussion for AL MVP?
1: Yeah, he is. He's having a great year. But just with the defense and the base running, I think that's in uh, Trout. That's just an aspect of Martinez's game that isn't there because he's primarily a DH to where his hitting does not is not so much greater than everything else that you know, he is better than them when you factor in the base running, which he can't really do, and the defense, which he's not good at. So, And Chris Davis is going to hit 45-some home runs for Oakland, and I'm sure he'll be in the mixture.
0: Uh Did you watch the fight at all on Saturday? I did not. Triple G and Canelo Alvarez, uh was it, uh, Alvarez won. Uh, it sounds like there was a, it was controversial to say the least it was close Boxing, get the hell
1: out of here get
0: I know the hell out of here the, the judges uh, did it uh, apparently uh, Stephen a Smith and Teddy Atlas on ESPN kept going back and forth at one another I will side with Teddy Atlas uh, when I hear uh, when he says that uh, Triple G was robbed uh, there's a robbery and the whole like they're they're back and forth though it's just very cartoonish because uh, yeah. Stephen A. Smith just just talks really loud like that I just I, you know what Stephen A. Just, it's
1: pro wrestling sir it's professional wrestling they're putting on an act it's
0: entertainment yeah I, I guess so it, it's annoying uh, I really hope though to see a third there'll be a third fight yes there'll,
1: guarantee you there'll be a third fight and the, the one thing, guy won the first fight close the other guy won the second fight close well what technically do we do? the we first one a was fight. a draw I think yeah, first
0: one was like, uh, yes." Yes. So, if we if if Triple G wins the third fight, this third fight that could come out here, then you need a fourth fight to actually determine it. I I mean, this is this is at least putting boxing on the map for people who yeah. don't I mean, we don't talk about boxing any other time other than big fights. I mean, there's there's some talk about Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. Get that shit out of here. I mean, that's that's gross. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear about it it's it's absolutely irrelevant and a waste of my time and everyone's time, energy and money. So let's stop with that here. But for boxing to be in a spotlight here when you have guys like Triple G and Canelo Alvarez, th- this is great for boxing because we're actually talking about it. I don't I can't name you any other good boxers out there. I can't even name you another boxer out there besides these two right now. So they're their stardom is bringing relevance to the sport and that is desperately needed
1: there's usually you know, one big fight a year in boxing Yep. I think Triple G like the first fight two of the judges had it drawn one of them gave it to him so he didn't lose the fight I'll give him that much so he kept his belts so there will be a third fight and we'll figure out who wins his third fight and uh Maybe there'll be a fourth fight. We'll, we'll see what happens in the third. But well yeah, one about one big fight a year is all you can expect.
0: Yeah. So uh, there's that. Uh, anything else before we say so long?
1: Hey, you're you I think it's next month he's fighting again. So that'll be uh, that'll be a big deal. Sure, people will be hearing about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was.
1: WNBA, uh, with
0: uh, the Seattle? Did Seattle win? Seattle Storm won. Yep, swept the yeah, Washington work. Mystics, Sue Bird and company. Their third uh, WNBA title.
1: I want to thank Gronkowski for his 15 yards he got me this week. Uh, very impressive.
0: <laughs> but you're going to win, aren't you?
1: I'm going to win. Yes. Yeah, so Jaguars defense good. Oh, and good, I good, I want to fun.
0: give you credit because last week you you said well the NHL season starts up in like what two or three weeks I'm like yeah no It'll I don't think so fall? yeah no it does it does start like at the They're beginning plan. yeah well it's preseason like these are preseason games um but yeah this it's legitimately starting here in a couple weeks I was dismissive of, uh, dismissive of you thinking that it was going to be at least another month. Before things got going, no, they, the the season's starting here relatively uh, quickly here for the NHL. So that's uh, that that's big news, big news. Uh, you were right, I was wrong. Uh, so I apologize.
1: Here's how you can tell when the NHL season is going on: check your calendar, and if it's a month of the year, it's going on. So <laughs> very easy to know. Is is, is, it, is it is it March? Yep. Okay, hockey's on. Is it December? Yes. Hockey? Is, is it June? Yep, Hockey's on. Is it any month of the year? Yep. Okay. Hockey's on. For some, Calibre was playing some other team in China. Like a very dark arena. I'm going to go all the way to goddamn China to play hockey.
0: Well, but if that's the, the whole goal, I think, of this is so that um, they, they get in for the up. 2020 to Beijing uh, Olympics. so.
1: Can the Calgary Flames legally do that? Can they join as a team? I assume they have many different nationalities on that
0: team. You'll have
1: Russia, you'll have Canada, you'll have the U.S., you'll have Germany, you'll have the Calgary Flames.
0: May- <laughs> Maybe. I, I'm seeing this, though. Um, if, if this is accurate, this is pathetic. Uh, apparently a a preseason hockey game for Nashville and Florida... Uh, six hundred seventy-four people were in attendance.
1: In they're in Miami. Uh,
0: apparently, yes. That's that's beyond awful.
1: Yeah. Don't don't play hockey in Miami. Move it elsewhere.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. I I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's not great. No.
1: Hey, Mitchell Volleyball, I'll tell you that
0: much. Yeah, how's Mitchell Volleyball doing?
1: 7 1. They're rolling. They're number four in the States. They got a tough week. The tough, they have a very soft start to the schedule. Well, so things, things pick up tomorrow night. So.
0: Very good. Very good. Anything else? Uh, anything uh, prep related, uh, football wise, uh, that uh, from South Dakota that we need to discuss?
1: <laughs> no, nope, not really. All right. Yeah, it was, uh, all, all right the books. All
0: the books all right anything else before we say so long
1: very much looking forward to playing the quarterback next week it's going to be it's going to be they should rate it rx it should be it's it's legalized pornography yeah, is what I mean.
0: mature audiences only
1: yeah. don't don't watch it if kids probably skip this game it,
0: uh, a bloodbath
1: Yeah, it's going to be... It's because they're going to take advantage of somebody in a way you shouldn't take advantage of them.
0: In um, in the shining, when they go, rad rom,
1: rad rom,
0: I mean, this is essentially going to be murder out on the field.
1: Sure. I think it's going to be so bad that the Republicans are going to want to nominate the Vikings defense for the Supreme Court. That's how bad it's going
0: to (laughs) get. Oh, that's funny. Well said, well said. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, thank you for leaving us with that. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, my friend.
1: All right, we'll see you
0: next week. Travis Grins joined the Sports Block podcast. Appreciate his time and perspective as always. Great stuff there. Um, yeah, that's so the kick. Oh man, that's just. Oh, uh, that's yeah. Dan Carlson, out of a job. Zane Gonzalez, out of a job. Kickers, if you want, if you want to be good, you know, probably, kids, just go out there, start kicking the football now. Build some uprights. I built some when I was uh, younger. Uh, took an old swing set, made it a field goal post, and I kicked field goals. Wasn't very great. Or wasn't very good. And I'm not kicking for uh, junior high football or anything. But, i mean, just saying, I mean, There's obviously a shortage of really good kickers out there. But anyway, Dan Bailey's on the team now. Vikings 1-0-1. Uh, They will take on the Bills, the worst team in football this Sunday. We'll get right to that. We'll wrap up this week's week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. We'll look back at week two and preview and make some early predictions and picks for week three in the NFL. That's coming up next here on the Sports Block Podcast. Uh, which can be found available on iTunes. Just search Sports Block. Follow me on Twitter at NDStacken. Facebook, NathanStacken. Have a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. Hope you caught last week's SDSU podcast, the first edition of the season. We aren't going to have very many, maybe like six, seven, eight, upwards of 10 tops throughout uh, both football and basketball season. It just gets a little tough, especially when you're dealing with a nine month old. As well, so the focus has to be a little else, a little bit elsewhere. But we will talk about SDSU athletics. I assume frequently, especially basketball-related here, uh, once basketball season tips off. But that so let's uh, we'll just finish off the, this week's podcast though with some NFL picks and reactions here on the Sports Block podcast. All right, let's wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block podcast with a look back at week two in the NFL and make some picks, early picks, for week three in the NFL. Uh, so let's go right to it here. Uh, back on Thursday, the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens 34-23. to The Bengals jumped out to, what, a 21-0 lead in this one. A.J. Green had three touchdowns in the first half. He was great. Uh, the Ravens mounted a comeback, but it ultimately fell short. Uh, And the Bengals score 30 points for the first time 30 points in each of the first two games to open a season for the first time in franchise history. That's remarkable. They are 2-0. I know some people had them winning the division like Peter King. Uh, I Didn't see that coming necessarily. We'll see they could revert back to the regular Bengals, but so far Bengals look okay. Atlanta Falcons beat the Carolina Panthers 31-24. Matt Ryan had himself a game. Four touchdowns, two rushing, the first time in his professional career that he's ever had two rushing touchdowns on a day where, again, the Falcons' defense, they've had some injuries and now they've lost their guard, Adam Levitre, for uh, potentially the season with torn triceps. So the Falcons having some issues there that they'll have to overcome, but uh, a big win for them taking down the sloppy Carolina Panthers, 31 24. There's a hit in this one. Uh, Demonte KZ, KZI, uh, targeted Carolina, uh, Cam Newton of the Panthers. He was ejected and rightfully so. Uh, but the Falcons still come away with 31-24 victory. Indianapolis Colts beat Washington 21-9. Very uninspired performance by Washington in this one. And they did it in front of a less than full house. Upwards of t- between twenty to 30,000 empty seats for Washington's home opener. Uh, it's not good in our nation's capital. You know that already. But specifically related to uh, to the football team. It's really not good. Uh, they, th- this is a team that has touted a, an ability to sell out games for numerous years and have plenty of people on wait list. The no longer appears to be the case. Probably hasn't been the case for the better part of a decade. We'll see how they respond this week when they host Green Bay. Tennessee Titans take down the Houston Texans 20-17. to They did this without Marcus Mariota. Uh, they used a fake punt play, uh, scored a touchdown on it. Very nice pass by the punter there don't know how the Texans were fooled. They got off to a slow start in this one. Deshaun Watson ended up turning it on. Will Fuller had a big day. But uh, the Texans losing now are in an 0-2 hole. Uh, yes, I did pick them to win the Super Bowl. And so far, I'm not liking the return on the investment. Uh, Blaine Gabbert did okay in this one. Uh, but the Titans eke out a 2017 victory. I don't know what you can say about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers other than how brilliant Ryan Fitzpatrick has played through two games. Fitzmagic, the beard, whatever you want to use to describe it, fantastic. He hooked up with Deshaun Jackson right away to open up this game. 75-yard touchdown, and they never looked back. The Eagles tried to rally late, but Nick Foles and company could not do it, and the Buccaneers win 27-21. Ryan Fitzpatrick threw for over 400 yards in this game. Back-to-back games to start the year with 400 yards. I believe only Tom Brady and Cam Newton have done that. It's a very exclusive list. And now Ryan Fitzpatrick is a part of it. Um, I didn't think the Bucks were going to win a game, the first three. And they have a chance to go 3-0. We'll get to that here momentarily. Kansas City Chiefs at the Pittsburgh Steelers. uh, Well, Chiefs win 42-37. Get on board the Mahomes bandwagon, folks. Six touchdowns in this one. He was absolutely fantastic. That offense is very good to watch. And the dysfunction in Pittsburgh is beginning. Antonio Brown had 17 targets, only eight receptions after he was shown... uh, he was seen yelling at the offensive coordinator. Then he gets into a little Twitter spat with someone who used to work for the Steelers about how Ben Roethlisberger made him. And now he beats Antonio Brown's like, well, then trade me. And then he missed Monday with personal uh, for personal reasons. Uh, Agent Drew Rosenhaus says it was, it was nothing to do with the team. He's all about winning. But I don't know. Things do not look good right now for the Steelers. Uh, there's a lot of issues going on with this team. The Chiefs. Two and zero, both wins on the road. Mahomes looking great. Uh, all that talk about Sam Darnold being the man the, the, in in New York, the Messiah for the Jets, turned down a notch here. The Dolphins win twenty to twelve. They jump out to an early twenty nothing lead. The Jets tried to rally late. Sam Darnold did play okay, threw for over three hundred yards, but had a couple of picks. And uh, I'm surprised that the Dolphins are twenty or are two and zero. But uh, give them credit. Kenny Stills, I believe, had a touchdown in this one. So the Dolphins. Come up big. Uh, different quarterback, same result. The Bills stink. They are the worst team in the NFL. Don't let the final score of this game against the L.A. Chargers fool you. The Chargers won this game handedly. They were up 28-6 to at half. Josh Allen did come back to, to uh, have a couple of late garbage touchdowns. Um, so his stats look better than they otherwise were. But uh, ew, it's ugly in Buffalo. Uh, Then you have Vontae Davis, as we mentioned, retiring at halftime, just abruptly quitting on the team. Completely disrespectful, and I think will have certainly an impact, a negative impact on his image in the NFL and his career overall. Uh, Bit of a scary situation here with the Chargers and Melvin Gordon, who's off to a fantastic start. What, three touchdowns in this one, two receiving? Uh, He did leave the game with an upper body injury. Is not believed to be serious, but certainly something to keep our eyes on. Uh, we discussed this at length, Travis and I did. The Vikings and Packers tied 29 apiece. Aaron Rodgers on one leg played very well. Um, not himself, but he did scramble a couple of times. Here the Vikings defense tried to get after him, but of course you know the roughing the passer penalty against Clay Matthews that extended a drive uh, that would have resulted in a Kirk Cousins interception. And then what a throw to Adam Thielen, Laquan Treadwell, plenty of drops. Dan Carlson, Daniel Carlson two missed field goals in overtime. Mason Crosby missed one for the Packers at the end of regulation. You know all the jazz. Now the Vikings have a new kicker um because Daniel Carlson stinks and uh well, hopefully some someone lands it. I hate to see the kid's career get o- um, be over but you know try and redeem yourself, Carlson, that's really the only way. Uh New Orleans Saints Cleveland Browns, so Cleveland Brown of the Browns we mentioned or I mentioned the you know, Daniel Carlson's tough day at the office. How about Zane Gonzalez, the kicker for the Browns? Missed two field goals and two extra points, including one with under a minute and a half to go that would have put the Browns ahead in this game against the Saints. They lose 21-18. He did have a chance to tie the game late. Could not do it. The Browns are close. They're close. They just can't quite break through. We'll see if they can this week, Thursday night, against the Jets. That pick coming up in a moment. San Francisco 49ers take down the Detroit Lions 30-27. 49ers had a big lead in this one, 30-13. Let Detroit creep back into it here. Uh, Richard Sherman says it's a learning moment for the team to kind of try and finish teams off. Uh, The Lions did have a chance, actually, to win this game and had a very good chance after they picked Garoppolo off Jimmy G. Uh, late in the fourth quarter, but the return was called back. I believe either due to holding or blocking the back. Lions couldn't get any closer. They lose 30 to 27. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are the worst team in the NFL, but Arizona is fast catching them. The Cardinals gain uh, what, 137 total yards and a 34 to nothing blowout loss to the Los Angeles Rams. Sam Bradford was terrible. The team overall stinks. Uh, they didn't cross midfield, I don't believe, until the final couple of plays of the game ugly to say the least there uh for the cardinals we'll see what they can do here going forward the rams last six quarters have outscored their opponents 57 to nothing that's pretty good and they do this without greg Zerline, their uh all pro kicker who left the game oh well, he didn't even make it to the game he injured his groin apparently during pre-game warm-ups uh blake bortles fantastic game jacksonville defeats new england 31 to 20. they didn't have leonard Fournette in this one and what does blake bortles do four touchdown passes oh, and it's sensational catch by keelan cole along the sideline there i'm sure you've seen it by now if not check it out one-hander just absolutely sick uh jaguars win 31 to 20 they limit gronk to two catches for 15 yards Oakland Raiders certainly looked like they had a win at Denver. They had a 19-7 lead, but Case Keenum kind of rallied the troops. Leads them to a uh, game-winning uh, game-winning drive that results in a field goal. Brandon McManus boots it through. Broncos come out with a 20-19 victory, but they are not a solid 2-0 team by any stretch of the imagination. Dallas Cowboys beat the New York Giants 20-13. Largely boring game. Tavon Austin catches, what, a 65-yard touchdown touchdown. Um, on the third play of the game from Dak Prescott, uh, but Zeke Elliott was largely held in check. The Giants stink, though. Their, their offensive line is atrocious. I thought they'd maybe compete with for a wild card. With uh, when you think of, that they have Sterling Shepard, Odell Beckham, Saquon Barkley, and Eli Manning, still decent, but that offensive line is just terrible. Uh, Saquon Barkley had 14 receptions for 80 yards. 14, not not 14 carries for 80 yards. 14 receptions for 80 yards. That's unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. Uh, Giants uh, lose. They're 0-2. Cowboys improve to 1-1. In the Monday Night Football, Chicago Bears take down the Seattle Seahawks 24-17. Khalil Mack is the real deal. He's been phenomenal since coming in for the Bears. That defense with him and Danny Trevathan, uh, Roquan Smith, they are legit monsters of the midway. Maybe back. Still not sold on Trubisky in that offense, but they do enough to get the 24-17 victory. Seattle, we talk about poor offensive lines like the Giants. Seattle's is terrible. Russell Wilson running for his life. They don't have a running game at all, which you speak of, and Russell maybe trying to do a little too much, was stripped a couple of times, lost one fumble, threw an interception that was ran back by Prince of Mukamara for a touchdown. So the, uh, the Bears get the win here, but uh, kind of ugly there for Seattle. We'll see what they can do here in week three. And week three begins Thursday night in Cleveland. The New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on on the NFL Network. I'm calling it right now. It will be the Cleveland Browns' first win since Christmas Eve 2016. Bud light for everyone in Cleveland. The Browns will beat the Jets. Uh, then we go to Sunday's games. New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons, 1 p.m. Eastern, and Central time on Fox. I don't know if the Saints are going to get uh, their mojo back anytime soon. The Falcons, a uh, big win, and I think they're going to win this at home. I don't have a lot of confidence in this one whatsoever, in part because I think now that the Saints eked out that win against Cleveland, they they know what they need to do to improve, and we'll see if they can do it. Here They look a little lackluster so far, so their attention is had. This is a rivalry game, but I think the Falcons pull this one off. Green Bay Packers at Washington, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on Fox. After Washington's lackluster performance against Indianapolis, why would I pick them? Uh, Aaron Rodgers on one bad knee. Hopefully Washington can get after him. Maybe nick him up a little bit more. uh, Cause that injury to last a little longer to the knee, but uh, yeah, Packers, big over washington indianapolis colts at the philadelphia eagles 1 p.m eastern noon central time on fox andrew luck of course has been back for the colts this year carson wentz making his valiant return to the philadelphia eagles lineup he will start at quarterback for them in this one and the eagles will uh, rejoice all of a sudden the weapons the complement of weapons will all look better and the eagles will stomp the indianapolis colts Buffalo Bills at the Minnesota Vikings, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on CBS. As of now, I believe the, the line is 16.5 points. Give the points. Vikings should roll this team. Uh, shouldn't give up more than 10 points. The Bills are a joke. Vikings big. I'm thinking like 34 to 10. 10 points. If they give up more than 10 points, there's an issue going on. Oakland Raiders at the Miami Dolphins, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on CBS. Uh... I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the Dolphins are going to go 3-0. I just don't see how Oakland, with a lack of a pass rush, is going to be able to fly cross-country early kickoff and beat the Dolphins. I just don't see it. Maybe Derek Carr and company can prove me wrong, but I like the Dolphins to beat the Raiders. Denver Broncos at the Baltimore Ravens, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on CBS I the, the Ravens appear to be kind of a Jekyll and Hyde sort of team they looked uh, great against Buffalo but who won't against Buffalo this year in week one uh, and then they stunk against the Bengals kind of rallied late Denver, yeah, I just don't really know what to expect I picked Denver at the beginning of the season to go into Baltimore and beat them I don't know if they can I'm not sold on the Broncos I will take Baltimore begrudgingly but I really think Denver's got a great chance in this one Cincinnati Bengals at the Carolina Panthers, 1 p.m. Eastern, and Central time on CBS. I'd love to pick the Bengals in this one, uh, but I need to see them do it against a quality opponent. Not I, I. still have questions on the about the Panthers, but I think the Panthers will be able to do enough to pick up the victory here over the Bengals. Give me Carolina narrowly. New York Giants at the Houston Texans, 1 p.m. Eastern, and Central time on Fox. the The Houston defense, the pass rush, has not been there so far through two weeks. Against the Giants offensive line, Eric Flowers in particular, they get healthy in a hurry. Uh, And I think the the Texans offense, this is their home opener. I think they just roll. Give me the Texans in this one fairly comfortably. Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. If Marcus Mariota were playing, I would pick the Jaguars. Blaine Gabbard's playing. I'm really going to take the Jaguars. Defense is going to make life miserable for the Titans. Jaguars roll. San Francisco 49ers at the Kansas City Chiefs, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on Fox. Home opener for the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes making his uh, home debut there. Remember, he started Week 17 on the road in Denver last year. This is the first chance for the home folks to see him. And uh, the 49ers are a better, uh, an improved team, better defense. But that the Chiefs. They're gonna roll in this one, uh, Mahomes. I think will have at least four touchdowns, and they will crush the 49ers. Los Angeles Chargers at the Los Angeles Rams. The battle for LA. That's the uh, the mantra uh, between the two teams, and clearly LA is winning. Uh, just look at the Chargers' home stadium. I mean, it's just it's it's ridiculous. 4:05 p.m. Eastern, 3:05 p.m. Central time on CBS. Chargers are good. I'm anxious to see what they do with Melvin Gordon for fantasy reasons, certainly, or um, in particular. Uh, but the Rams are so good right now. Uh, take the Rams. Dallas Cowboys at the Seattle Seahawks, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. As bad as the Seahawks offensive line has been, and the Cowboys' pass rush has been good so far. Home opener for Seattle, I think they have enough To get the job done, I like the Seahawks to beat the Cowboys, in part because the Cowboys' offense still can't really get going. Chicago Bears at the Arizona Cardinals, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. If the Cardinals, uh, they struggled with the Rams, obviously, last week. It's going to be miserable against the Bears in this one. Uh, Sam Bradford, when is it Josh Rosentine? Sam Bradford has to play well in this one. I don't see it happening. Bears big. New England Patriots at the Detroit Lions, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Matt Patricia facing his former team. The Patriots coming off of a loss. I wouldn't want to be the Lions this week. Lions have a lot to work on, a lot to improve. I think Bill Belichick will know Matt Patricia's tendencies. Matt Patricia will know Bill Belichick's as well, but uh, give me the Patriots coming off of a loss to beat the Lions on the road, and then Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. At, at some point, the Steelers are going to come together. They're going to win a game here, but that Bucks offense right now is so good. Another shootout is uh, uh, coming up upon us here. I, to hell with I'll, I'll roll with the Bucks and see where that gets me. Uh, give me Tampa Bay over Pittsburgh. Uh, official picks for uh, Thursday night for Thursday night's game will be in Thursday's The Stack. The rest of the picks for su- for Sunday's games will be in the Football Friday edition of The Stack, which can be found at StackAttack.SportsBlog.com. You can find it also online on Twitter at ndstacken, Facebook Nathan Stacken, uh, and then also uh, the pick for Monday night will be made in Monday's uh, column where we re- recap and react to Sundays. Uh, week three NFL action so definitely check that out here the official picks will be made here later on this week in the blog uh so thank you for listening to this week's edition of the sports block podcast hopefully you enjoyed it a uh, lot to talk uh, the, the vikings and Packers in a tie uh, the NFL is upon us and as much as I am not a fan of the NFL there's just so many intriguing and juicy storylines to talk about and just Stuff that makes you say, what is going on? Uh, But then there's also the stuff about the roughing the passer penalty, which are just ridiculous and makes you really say, what the hell is the NFL doing? What what is this doing going forward? Change the game too much. I think you're eventually going to turn fans, many more fans away, but we'll see if that happens. Um, Thoughts to everyone in the Carolinas dealing with Hurricane Florence. You can donate online to, to the Red Cross um, redcross.org, I believe. Search Hurricane Florence. You can you can shoot a text to the Red Cross. All the information will be on the web. But uh, think about those folks and help them out with whatever you can. Uh, very sad and uh, scary, dangerous situation there uh, in the Carolinas. And we will refrain from going into the Jim Cantore deal. Uh, SDSU, again, puts up 90 points in football on Arkansas Pine Bluff and uh, good article by Marcus Traxler in the Mitchell Daily Republic uh, find it online. Uh, follow him on Twitter at MDtraxler. Uh, he has a link to it posted from Tuesday It's very good stuff so definitely check that out. Uh, we will be back next week with another edition of the sports Block podcast. Again, you can find us on iTunes just search the sports block. Also on Twitter at Stackin, Facebook Nathan Stacken. a link posted to the blog or er, to the podcast middle to later part of the week. So for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Hope you have a good week and uh, enjoy all the college football. Enjoy the pro football this week. And, we'll be, and we will be back next week to recap it all and talk baseball and whatever else is going on in the world of sports. So again, for Nathan or for Travis, I'm Nathan. I think I am. Yep, I'm Nathan. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast.
1: Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast.